Hi, my name is Deborah Ogden and I would like to welcome you to On Brand With. Through this podcast, I want to bring you into my world of personal brand and impact and hopefully bring it to life through the experiences of me and my guests. Over the coming episodes, I will talk to a range of people I know and admire and ask them about the different ways they use their personal brand, the positive benefits it can bring and what best practice looks like in the real world. Hello and welcome to On Brand With. And the first thing you've probably realised and guessed is that I'm not Deb Brogdon. My name's Anthony Shaw and I actually produce the show. Because this is the first episode of the second season, we thought it'd be quite fun if we turned the tables and I asked Deborah a few questions. So, Deborah, how's it feel like to be back with the second series of On Brand With? I've really missed this. I hadn't realised how much it had become part of my life and how much I look forward to chatting and having the conversations with different people, hearing their stories, and then the excitement of putting it out there. So it's so exciting to be back. And I guess when we first started this, and we're going back to, what, November of last year when we started? About this time last year, we first had the conversation. How how did it all actually come about? So... It always starts with a cup of coffee, doesn't it? It always does, yeah. It always starts with a cup of coffee. We were having a coffee and we were talking about, we were talking strategy and I think we were talking generally about business and I was saying how one day it's on my wish list to write a book and I think the conversation went along the lines of I don't just want a book on personal branding and Mm. impact, a teach book, but I want a book that tells stories and brings it to life. And I think it was your idea. I'll uh, credit you with this one. Uh, When you said, well, why not talk to people and capture those stories? And that's where the podcast came from. Now, whether the book will ever materialise, but certainly I've enjoyed capturing those stories and having those conversations. And I think they... Well, the listeners and the feedback we've had is that they stand very well out there on their own as a podcast. And I certainly remember when we recorded the first few, um, we couldn't really say they were natural, could we? There was a bit of work that that, that went in, certainly when we did the very first one. Um, Yeah, it was interesting because for me, I can remember the very first one we did and I went into broadcast mode. So I'm so used to presenting from the stage that I went into, okay, I'm going to present now. And also, maybe this is a little bit of imposter syndrome, I don't know, but I was very keen to be sharing knowledge and sharing expertise because I was putting myself out there as a personal brand expert. But I very quickly realised that the magic was in the stories and the conversations and letting those flow. And whereas, yes, there are obvious points where 
something virtually hits you in the face that that is exactly personal branding in the real world and that's exactly what's happening here and it's lovely to be able to highlight that actually the stories themselves what for me have made the podcast and it's about all the work I do whether it's impact personal brand presentation skills it's about connection it's about relationships it's about engaging with people and I believe that's what the conversations became I would agree I would agree and I think um we got there quite quickly actually probably far quicker than than maybe we expected to um because I mean that that started coming out almost in the first conversations that you had um I think remember we spoke to Wendy fairly early on we spoke to Paul very fairly uh, you know early on and and those those narratives and those stories were really coming out it helped that the people that I spoke to early on were people that I knew well yeah so I already had the rapport with them and knew what made them tick and they also get me and my work. So everybody that, you know, I, I can't, don't ask me to pick favourites because it's a, I only have one child so I can pick a favourite <laughs> child, but I'm sure it's like picking your favourite child. Um, they've all been very special in their own, their own way, but the first few interviews the first few conversations were with people who have worked with me for a long time so as well as me knowing them and knowing what makes them tick and being able to draw on that they also knew the message that I was trying to get Mm. out there so that probably in some ways restricted the conversation maybe you could say I'd not thought about that till we're having this conversation now because there was an agenda yeah there was already an agenda there whereas later on I was talking to people that I didn't know as well that knew me but perhaps didn't know my work as well and therefore it was much more of a conversation also I was much more comfortable in my role as hosting the podcast and knew that people were enjoying it so allowed myself to a bit more authentic probably mm. which is what I'd be telling my own clients to well be. exactly yeah. exactly and I think what was quite interesting was um and you know we've known each other a long time but I didn't really know a lot about what you did uh, in terms of your working life and and through the process of being around when they were recorded and, and listening to them and editing them a lot of things were reinforced of you know I found myself joining the dots without you having to say something as I listened to the conversations develop and that was a real strong for me that was a real strong takeaway of the project yes but again I think you highlighted a couple of times that in the early episodes there was potential for me to repeat some Mm. of my key messages and maybe they were like maybe it was a hook Mm. so I felt that I needed to put something out there as a message whereas actually most people I know have listened to most of, if not all of the episodes. And many of the listeners know my work anyway. So and people are intelligent, so can actually join mm. those dots and they don't need that hand-holding, which maybe if you were new to my work at first, it was good to have those signposts. But certainly as the episodes have gone on, I think those messages have come out much more in a much more natural mm. way. And I think the one thing I would say about you know everything in that in those those first episodes we did. I mean, you you do 
talk a lot about authenticity and that really did come across. Yeah, and okay, I'm not going to talk about favourites, but there were a couple of episodes that really stand out for me. And the first one of those would be Paul Dodd. And Paul and I, Paul works in brand. And if you haven't listened to that episode, he is, he worked on my brand and knows me very well. And we come from a very similar, we have a very similar ethos around that authenticity and being yourself and, you know, showing up as yourself and and being proud of that and being visible but it was such a it was such a roller coaster that yeah. episode such a roller coaster of emotions and i can remember it's making my heart beat a little bit faster now talking about it. i can remember the energy in the room because we were virtually feeding off each other and he's so high energy but has got such an incredible story to tell as well that it it really was that roller coaster and how can you be anything but authentic in that environment Mm. when you're telling those stories and they come from the heart and you're with people that you care about as well Mm. well that was that was interesting because you know there there were three of us in the room when we recorded the one with Paul and um you know and I I got us swept away with the conversation Mm. uh and watching you know watching and listening to the two of you and and there were I mean, highs and lows would be the wrong thing to say in that conversation, but there was definite moments in that conversation where everything, time kind of stopped for a second. And, and you know, particularly when Paul was talking about, you know, his his own personal health and the and some of the issues that he'd been through. And it was amazing the, you know, how, how the room went up and down over the course of that conversation. And when the coffee van arrived. And when the coffee coffee van arrived, yeah, I do remember that, actually. Which was which was really quite fun with its tuneful little uh, call in the background, yeah. But talking um, the other one, the other episode that I think really changed the mood, the mood, the style of the broadcast. Uh, broadcast, you see, podcast would be Lynn's. Mm. Now, Lynn is a very special person to me, and of everybody, probably knows me the best, and. I seem to remember that was meant to be more of her asking me about mm. why we did it, why we were doing the broad... Uh, I'm doing it again, podcast, not broadcast. Why we were talking on the podcast and to ask me more about my work. But it just became a two-way conversation. And when you're talking about authenticity and you're talking about being yourself and you're talking about showing up, then for me, Lynn's episode had that in spades. Mm. The other one I really enjoyed, and, and, I, and I guess it probably hit me more because it was one that I wasn't in the room for. Is this is one that you recorded, uh, just you and the uh, and the guest, was when you you sat and chatted to Claire Paxman, um, yeah, which well. was an incredible interview and incredible to hear that. You know, because um, I remember I, I heard that in headphones because I was editing it, and, and it was a real it was a real standout conversation. Well, she's a standout lady mm. uh, and has a standout story. And that was a really tough one to me. And I, and I know a lot of people heard the emotion in that, but Claire had been an incredible support for me um, only months earlier when mum was diagnosed with breast cancer and had been such a support to me and had gone far and beyond my expectations but just hearing her story 
And it's not just her story, it's how taking the story to one side and going back to what we started the conversation on about how stories are examples of personal brand in action, how she uses her story and her message to support other people and how she uses that to amplify her brand, not for her own publicity, but to get that message out there and uses her own podcast, but other podcasts as a platform to support people in scalp cooling and hair loss is for me exemplary. Mm. So it, it was it was an incredible episode there. I mean, yeah. if I had to pick a highlight, that would be it. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I would agree. It was a, a really special, a really special moment, that one. Um we finished after 13 episodes um, and I think the last one went out towards the end of March uh, and we'd been in lockdown for a, a couple of weeks, probably a week and a half or so when that happened, um, but we'd, we'd been re- recording ahead so we had interviews already lined up um, and then we, we sort of made a decision at that point that it was going to be difficult to carry on, um, mainly because we all the way through we said we wanted to record everything face to face, didn't we? Yeah, and this was, again, this comes back to engagement and rapport and the dynamic. And we've all learnt over the last six months how most things can be taken online. And I'm a huge listener to other podcasts. And yes, podcasts continue online and are very good online and I know you produce other podcasts to great success online but for me because I felt a word that comes to mind is intimate and I feel the conversations that had the most power in the last series were those that were the most intimate and I do think you lose some of that when it's online it's about being in the room with somebody and that energy in the room and Without jumping ahead, the first conversation of this series with Wendy, when I talk about conversations that have actually had an impact on me, um, this, this was just incredible. And because it was so current, because it was so pertinent to the situation we find ourselves in, but I'm not sure we could have had that conversation in the way we did if we hadn't been in the same room no and I think if you think back to March um, I mean because of the way we locked down and because the you know it was it was literally from from full steam to full stop and and the world did literally come to a stop then I think it was the right decision um, to to, you know to do what we did to actually say that this is this is the break point because we can't continue the same way that we've been working and I think it was such a special thing that was going on with the podcast that it 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 made sense it made sense to do that um so what did what did you then what did you then do through lockdown well honestly Mm. um the first week because most of my work is face-to-face Um, for all the reasons that we just talked about. So my coaching has always been face-to-face. I present from the stage, so events were cancelled. Training was cancelled, so it was a tough couple of weeks coming to terms with that. So um, I had my little pity party. Felt sorry for myself, as I'm sure many people did. 
but I'm a big believer in you can either let life happen to you or you can get on with it and do something about it. But I also, and I had many conversations with people in my network about this and there were different views, but people needed to be visible. And the one thing that people didn't want to be during lockdown was visible. Everybody was sort of licking their wounds and, and shutting the door and working from home. But people had to be visible and people still need to be visible, whether they're working from home or returning to work and I realized very quickly that what I offer on a day-to-day basis and have done for 10 years has never been needed more than now and all of a sudden there were a lot of people putting themselves out there talking about this and I felt I had a duty to share that but I didn't want to profit from it you know me well enough that you know money isn't my driver so I wanted to be able to support people so um inspired a little bit by Joe Wicks I didn't do um exercise classes but uh we had an agreement in our house that uh my son and your son because they did it together didn't they every morning but they did Joe Wicks on FaceTime every single morning and I thought okay well if he's going to commit to that I'm going to commit to a short video which became on brand bite size and it will be no more than two minutes and I will just share my thought for the t- for the day and try and just lift people and be positive and just share some of the tips and tools that I share that I use myself but I share with clients and I was up I was overwhelmed by the feedback that I got mm. from from those people saying oh well my husband and I sit every morning and we wait for it to come in so that that starts our day which became such a source of pressure because if if it got after 10 o'clock I was thinking oh my goodness they'll be on the third cup of coffee now and I've not shared my own brand bite size honestly if I'd realized at the start what a commitment it would have been I'm not sure I'd have said I would have done it every single morning for however many weeks but it got me through and when I got to a point that we came out of full lockdown and I realised that I had to adapt my business to an, on my, an online model, I'd always wanted a membership club and in some ways On Brand Bite Size launched that for me and it gave me permission to launch that type of product that type of platform online and isn't it interesting a number of those people that listen to those videos were some of my founding members of the membership I think as well you know in the very first weeks it was very much about coping Mm -hmm. um and um you know and, and and the videos felt like not not like how you were coping but it was part of that whole mechanism of coping whereas as we moved on it then became about adapting yeah absolutely and we then went through virtually a transition phase as well and one of the things I've been asked to talk about throughout and, and still being asked to talk about is visibility online and um my son will kill me for this about owning the Zoom, not owning the room. <laughs> it's so cheesy. But, um, you know, how to have presence online, how to engage with your audience. 
And these were new skills. So we've all laughed about being on a Zoom call and you can see somebody's knickers and underpants hung up on the area behind or, you know, children coming in or whatever the situation is. And that was okay at the start. And don't get me wrong, I'm not some hard-hearted person that doesn't believe, you know, if somebody's pets come across the screen or children appear on uh, online, then absolutely that is part of that engagement. It makes us more human, it makes us more vulnerable and all those things that we've talked about before. But it got to a point that if you're working from home, online is actually another tool of our trade and people need to be professional in the way they do it so being able to see up people's nostrils being able to see you know the top of their head their lighting being such that they're absolutely white whited out I don't think that's a technical phrase but um so all these things all of a sudden perhaps begin begin to jar and it's another way of standing out by showing up, having a great background, being able to fill your screen, being able to have presence online. They were all skills that, well, they are all skills that we've had to learn to make an impact going forward and we'll have to continue to do so. So back to the Impact Club then, what was the, what was the driving force behind that idea? It goes back to people being visible and I wanted to make it as accessible to as many people as I possibly could and therefore it needed to be at a low cost but also I wanted to be able to keep in touch with people on a regular basis because we've all been on a training course so we can all buy and my goodness there are so many online courses out there at the moment so we can all buy an online course spend half a day doing it it goes in a drawer and yes you might take one or two nuggets from it if you're lucky but then you don't action it one of my favorite quotes is um a tony robbins the the power isn't in the knowledge that's only potential power the power is actually in the action and therefore I knew I had to be in touch with people to keep them accountable and keep encouraging them and support them through this period of time so I suppose the on-brand bite size virtually gave me permission to do that Mm. it allowed me I knew there was an appetite for Mm. it so we check in every Monday morning it's a group call And people have that moment, whether they're business owners or they're working within an organisation, they just take that time out to reflect on what the week ahead holds. And they are able to proactively plan their week and think about the direction that they want to go, how they're going to make an impact, how they're going to go about their day-to-day work. But I always want, also wanted to have a platform where people could access my work when they needed it. So um, we have masterclasses on there, which might be how to present or how to present online. And people can access those when they need them, which is so important in the current climate. So you might be pitching for an incredibly important piece of work tomorrow so just being able to go on that platform and watch that video and refresh your memory on that for me felt a really valuable way of sharing my work deborah on demand almost yes you could say that so um 
on brand with second series of the podcast. Yes. Um, we've we've recorded a couple of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's in store for series two? More stories. Mm-hmm. Let's see what conversations arise. I've got some ideas of people to talk to. I'm hoping we can keep them in person. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm not sure that is going to be the case. But one thing I have learnt um, over the last six months is that online doesn't have to be a barrier. And yes, nothing ever will take away from being in the room with somebody. But I've learnt from my coaching, actually, how people do open up online because sometimes if they're in their own home and there is a they feel comfortable and maybe there is a barrier there then they open up even more so there's Mm. there's all sorts of psychology and there is some um psychology behind this so I hope we can continue to record in person but actually by recording online opens up the list of people that I can actually connect with in this situation so I've got some ideas of people that I don't know as well as perhaps some of the guests that I've had on the podcast in the past and by recording them online and hopefully with your skills keeping the quality of the audio no pressure and um yeah continue with those stories and just keep inspiring people and hopefully making them want to listen week Mm. on week and if anybody wants more information on the impact club where's the best place to go my website debrogdon.com or um, social media instagram linkedin we are a really you know the one thing that i just want to share that and, and it's always a surprise i suppose the surprise from the podcast was the connection with the guests and the stories that have come out from it. That isn't, as we've said, what it set out as. It was, for me, another platform to share knowledge and teach. And actually, the surprise in the Impact Club hasn't been the sharing of knowledge and teaching. It's been the community that has Mm. arisen and the support of other people and bringing like-minded people together. And I was on a call this morning... And I got quite emotional because one of the um, members has got an interview on Friday and the excitement with the other members was just so palpable and the enthusiasm, which was really special. So, yeah, DeborahOgden.com. And that does, that does sound very special, that whole idea of a support network. Of, of just knowing that there are people out there that even just if they know what's going on in your life and, uh, and and you feel like they're offering you some support, it makes a massive amount of difference. Well, it does at the moment and it, it does anyway. And being in business can be incredibly lonely, especially if you are running your own business and sharing those experiences. But also if you are somebody within an organisation that's wanting to step up, maybe doesn't feel they have the visibility that they need, it's very difficult to find an audience to share that with because it's difficult to share it with peers. It's difficult to share it up, up the line with a, a mentor. So it's a, it's very quickly become a very safe place for people to share and open up. But at the moment where 
we're not able to hug, we're not able to, you know, we're wearing a mask, so we're not able to see people's smiles, we're not able to, people aren't having small talk the same because they've got a mask on, so it becomes more difficult, then any opportunity for connectivity and community for me is an absolute bonus and necessary for well-being. Mm. And one final question just before we, we wrap up. Um have you surprised yourself at any point with this? This has been the best thing I have done. I was going to say this has been the best thing I have done in 10 years. I would say the podcast has been one of the highlights of my career in that <laughs> I think you said to me, what's your... your um, figures around 95% of people will listen to a podcast what's your line that you throw away oh you've got me <laughs> I'm now. gonna throw I, it back on you now I can't I can't remember but you know I never thought I would have a podcast no. I never thought it would have the reach that it has I mean you know the excitement of looking at that map when it pops up in Nairobi and Dubai and Canada and just to think what a, what a privilege that people will listen to the conversations and make no mistake I, it's about my guests and their stories but to be able to facilitate that to be able to give some really wonderful people a platform to share their stories for me is well I can't quite find the words I think it's personally, I you know, I would agree it's one of the best things I've been involved with. I think it's been a really, a, a really fantastic and uplifting journey, um, and, and you know, and long, and long may that continue. As we just go about into, to say exactly the same, into, yeah, into, into series two. Um, we could do a little trailer for the first episode or for the second episode of the series with the, you, you know your first guest proper. We could, and it is the wonderful Wendy Nicholas, and as I've mentioned already. I'll be honest we didn't we didn't um record these in this order did we no, Wendy no, we was the second we recorded but when I had the conversation with Wendy it had to be the first guest she had to be the first guest because she just sets the scene for how so many people are feeling at the moment and it's an incredibly positive podcast so mm. don't get me wrong but I, I really reflected afterwards and she's so passionate, so wise, so generous with her knowledge. And she just, God, I'm going to use that authentic word, but she just tells it in such a way. And well, I'll, I'll drop a little uh, tease in there. We nearly had um, a Channel 4 big breakfast moment. I'll just drop that in there. You know, Paulie Yates. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote you back to you now. That seems like a lovely place to leave it. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Uh, and uh, you should find the, uh, the the this episode, uh, which will be episode one and episode two with Wendy, will go out at the same time. So uh, if you're listen, listening in sequence, you can quickly now go and download episode two and uh, and go straight into that. Uh, and I will put myself squarely back the other side of the microphone and get back to my editing duties. Thanks, Ant. Thanks. I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation and I'd love you to join in the conversation as well. 
The best way to do that is through social media and I can be found at Instagram and Twitter at DO underscore impact. If you'd like to sign up for my newsletter or learn more about my monthly membership, The Impact Club, please visit the website at deborahogden.com. If you've enjoyed this episode of On Brand With, I would so appreciate it if you would rate, review and subscribe. It helps other people know we exist. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to On Brand With. It was hosted by Deborah Ogden and produced by me, Anthony Short. This has been an A Short Stories production. Thank you.